Taking the pulse of the city, the capital letter on Newstalk ZB. It's time for the capital letter with New Zealand Herald's Wellington Issues reporter, Georgina Campbell. Good morning, George. Good morning, Nick. Firstly, the protest. It's become more volatile. What do you make of it? What do you make of the impact on the city and the nearby residents? Yeah, um, I think we're all just ready for this protest to end, aren't we? Um, But I had a really interesting insight to what it was like living in the middle of it in an apartment block. So I spoke to um, somebody who lives in the Kate Shepherd apartments. That's the one that's like right opposite Parliament. And it just sounded horrific. Um, The resident who I spoke to described it as sort of like being a hostage in your own home, sleepless nights, half of the people who usually live in that apartment block have actually moved out. Um, And I think it's really particularly awful if you're in that precinct, you know, whether you have a business or if you're a resident. Um, I think the entire city is sick of the protest, but I still make the argument that the protest has by no means brought the entire city to a standstill. No. What are your thoughts on the Andy Foster situation? Yeah, I, I look, I don't think it was helpful that he has been talking to protest influencers, um, as, as he calls them. I don't think it's the job of the mayor to kind of get down there and, and start negotiating. I think what frustrates me about Andy's response is that there were so many opportunities for him to, um, I guess, lobby and be a voice for the city and express um, the annoyance of Wellingtonians at, at this protest. Um, you know, I mean, if I was, you know, turning my hat to a comms strategy, I would be, you know, organising media stand-ups, you know, for him to to talk about the issues and what the council is doing, because the council's done a lot. You know, it's beefed up security. It's been, um, you know, the parking wardens belong to the council. They're the ones who have been issuing tickets. Um, but, yeah, I think it, it doesn't surprise me that Andy's been down there, though. You know, he went to the Shelley Bay protest. That was kind of a bit of a disaster. And he likes sort of getting down in, in the weeds and that kind of operational level. Do you think he would have done it if it wasn't election year? Yeah, I think I think it's very brand Andy Foster to okay. be doing okay. what he's doing. <laughs> okay, I get you. Talk, let's talk about the buses, on the buses. Uh, you had an article a couple of days ago in the Herald about the, the idea of the Poniki promise to get cheaper buses late at nights and uh, that the fares might be going up. What is, what's your latest? What's, what, do you, what can you tell our listeners? Yeah, well, I just wanted to um, talk about this story because I found out something new, and that's that Wellington actually has buses that run after midnight from the city um, out to the likes of, you know, well central Wellington suburbs and Hutt Valley, Porirua and Plumishan. I didn't even know this. I mean, that's great because everybody will know that when an Uber surges, you know, it can get really expensive. But there are actually buses. They're called um, night buses. And so they have an N in front of the number when they're running at night to take you home. Um, And my understanding is that quite a few Wellingtonians have quite sort of... um, Interesting memories, if you like, of these buses, uh, especially considering that a lot of people would probably be intoxicated who are on them. George, that, anyway, do, they, do you know how late they go, George? I've been trying to find that out because, you know, I've spent the last 40 years of my life working on the late, late night part of Wellington streets, and I don't think I've ever seen a bus. I know yeah, they used well, to go out the Hutt Valley. Me too. Um, but I was having a look, and um, I think the 
the equivalent of the number two bus, so out to the eastern suburbs where I live, there's one that leaves um, as late as 3 a.m. Oh, okay. Well, see, I would not have known that either, and, and I'm more yeah. involved than you because I'm on those streets. But, I, you know, and I've never seen them. Anyway, the Regional Council <laughs> is thinking about making these buses cheaper because not many people use them or apparently know about them. Um, so at the moment, they're sort of like a fixed fare of $7 or $14 for a single trip, depending on where you're going. And the Regional Council is looking at just making them like a normal fare, um, you know, if, if you caught the bus at any other time during the day. So I think that's good. Make them cheaper. But also, let's tell people about them, because I think this is this is great, and they're obviously really underused. Okay. And in 60 seconds or less, can you give me an update on Transmission Gully? I know you need 60 days, but... Apparently, significant progress is being made, Nick, and the builder has had more than 150 people on site since December. The thing that I want to mention is that there are 45 consent tasks. This is different from the quality and safety assurance issues, but the final three of those have been submitted to Greater Wellington Regional Council. So the council will be breathing a sigh of relief to get these consent tasks sorted out and out of its hands so it can say goodbye to its involvement with Transmission Gully. Did you get a reply on me and you taking a trip along it? No, Nick, and I need to follow that up. I have to say the protest has really taken over the news agenda, so I need to get in touch with Wakako Tahir. Yeah, because I've been sitting here with bated breath looking at my email every morning thinking I'm getting an email from Wakako or at very least an email from George saying, yep, we're going on it, you know, we're going on it on the 10th. I'm... I know that you've been on it before. I haven't, so I'm reasonably excited to to have the opportunity to go along, even if it's unfinished, just to get a feel the magnitude of this. Totally, yes, I'll make that happen. I'm so sorry. I have been. Very oh no, excited. I wasn't. I wasn't asking for an apology. I just. I know you're a very busy woman. So, if uh, if you're out there listening, uh, you want to read anything that Georgina Campbell does for the for the Herald, they're very very good reads. She is. The special um, special issues reporter for the Herald, but she makes breaks all the big stories in Wellington.